Welcome to Leadership Shenanigans, a podcast about leading, following and running away. I'm Fiona Gherkin, the Principal Consultant at Little Things Consulting in Launceston, Tasmania. Welcome to another podcast by Leadership Shenanigans. Oh, it's great to be back. And I have washed my hands in case you're wondering. And I can assure you that this podcast is COVID free. And I know that because I live in Tasmania and not Victoria right now. They're having quite a time of it over there. And in Tassie, we are free of COVID. I did have to have a COVID test a few months back, which turned out to be a viral infection. But for those of you who haven't had the privilege of having one yet, they take a long Q-tip and rub it up the back of your throat to your gag. And then they take that same Q-tip and rub it up the back of your nostril until you feel like they're playing with your brains. But I wasn't so concerned about the discomfort. I was more concerned about the fact that she'd gotten it right because I certainly didn't want her rubbing that up the back of my nose and then down my throat. So lots of fun and I'm sure many of you out there have had to have COVID tests done. And it has been a rough 2020. Um, You know, I really wanted to commit to recording podcasts weekly this year, but since this all happened, I just haven't had a chance to. I've had everyone at home, either working or not working. And today is actually the first day in a long time I actually have the house to myself. I thought, why not? I wrote this podcast a couple of months back and it's time to record it and get back out there and get some level of normality back. So with all this free time at home, I've been focusing on my projects for the university, but also my PhD work on psychopaths. And one thing that this pandemic has got me thinking about is how would a psychopath in a workplace or just a psychopath in general, a a successful psychopath as they call them, a primary psychopath, one who can function in the daily world, who's not out murdering people, but out manipulating people instead, how would they function in a pandemic? So I got to searching on the topic and wanted to know what this meant for the world. So I decided to search psychopaths and how they reacted to the pandemic, how they reacted to the coronavirus. And surprisingly, I actually found an article on news.com published um, on the 19th of March, 2020, titled Coronavirus, Japanese man dies after going to a bar to spread the virus. Now, my first thought, maybe he wasn't smart enough to actually be a psychopath. But when I actually read the article, I realized that this person had actually done this deliberately. So um, he was a Japanese man um, and he was accused of um, terrorism after he attended a Filipino pub, actually telling people at the pub that he was there to deliberately spread the coronavirus and infect people. This uh, 57-year-old man was given repeated requests to actually isolate himself at home um, after he was after he tested positive and he didn't. The man went to the pub, um, he went in a taxi, he told his parents he was leaving home to spread the virus he even sang karaoke so probably spitting all over the mic and he came into physical contact with multiple employees at the pub that he attended and he also told staff that he was there to do that Uh, eventually they called the police and wearing protective clothing of course they uh, collected the man and took him home and the premises were closed down he was admitted to hospital for treatment and they did plan to question him but he died before he was released now that is what I would call psychopathic behavior to deliberately injure others and not care and you know I think it probably borders on secondary psychopathy I mean I know that he didn't actually murder anyone but by infecting people he could have potentially killed people so that is extremely psychopathic behavior and I think we saw a lot of this however this podcast is not about dickheads who just 
are angry at the world and want to watch it burn. This is about leadership. So let's have a think about if your boss was a psychopath or someone that you worked with, how would they be responding in a time when people need to be compassionate and caring for each other? Traits that psychopaths lack in bucket loads. So a psychopath may use the time to be quite careless and put workplace first and tell people they can't work from home, tell people they must work in the office. They might provide things like hand sanitizer, giving the impression that they're doing the right thing, but, you know, licking your favorite pen when you're out of the office, you know, coughing everywhere uncontrollably on your mouse, you know, that kind of thing. You know, when you really think about it, a deadly virus is a psychopath's dream. You know, although they're not a criminal, although criminal psychopaths react differently, primary psychopaths don't usually murder people, they manipulate people. So a virus that can be easily spread could take a primary or successful psychopath and actually turn them into a killer. I've heard a lot of people talk about fear of having to have time off, um, having to take leave without pay, whether they're sick with coronavirus or just sick with a cold or flu. You know, a psychopath could threaten to fire someone if they didn't come into work, even though legally they're not supposed to. I think in these troubling times, I think there's always ways around these things. And I think a psychopath would know the path to be able to manipulate an employee. And by telling an employee they have to come in or they're fired, especially if they have a cold or flu or coronavirus, they could then put other employees at risk. And this is not risk of getting sick, which usually is at this time of the year, this is risk of death. And if it's not that individual that is risk of dying, they could pass it on to a loved one who is at risk of dying. So a psychopathic leader would be looking to put others at risk and put them in situations that are not safe in a time where we need to be social distancing um, and we need to be caring about each other's, you know, putting everyone in a room together for a meeting um, rather than doing it over Zoom, that kind of thing. I don't imagine too many psychopathic managers would be allowing people to work from home, that's for sure. I think that would limit their ability to control what's happening and what work people are doing. That said, they could let people work from home and if they did, they might be expecting above and beyond from someone working at home. They might be micromanaging, you know, expecting constant Zoom meetings, constant check-ins. And look, if you have had an experience during the pandemic of a psychopathic leader taking advantage of you and using it as an opportunity to be cruel and manipulative, um, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to contact me. A primary psychopath could essentially become a secret killer and get away with it because unless a psychopath is openly admitting to spreading the love, they'll get away with their behaviour. Okay, so that's probably a little bit dramatic, but if you're putting people in danger and not caring that you do, then that's not healthy behaviour. And even if this a person is not a psychopath, they're certainly toxic and manipulative. You know, we've heard stories of um, staff being let go during this time of financial hardship. And in many cases, that's warranted. But I do wonder about those cases where employers and leaders and managers had let people go that they just didn't like and wanted to get rid of. And this has been a time that that's been quite easy to do. I mean, this all might stay a little bit far-fetched, but people can be cruel. You know, you only need to read about the criminal transmissions of HIV, which occurred back in the 90s, which would have been way harder to transmit. That's what she said. <laughs> no, but seriously, you would have had to actually have sex with someone to transmit HIV, whereas the coronavirus spreads so easily. You can secretly spread that to people without anybody knowing. And I wonder how much of that is actually happening because it is so easy to spread. I mean, most of the time it's not deliberate, but I do, yeah, I do wonder. So I wanted to have a look at 
what was happening in Australia around this topic and how are workers being exploited during the pandemic? And I found an article written by Samantha Madden on the 16th of April called Dodgy Bosses Ripping Off Workers Over Coronavirus. It looks at the fact that in Australia, we, we are, so if you're listening to this overseas, we have implemented what's called JobKeeper. Now, this is a subsidy that the government has put in place. It is $1,500 a fortnight, not tax-free. But what happens is the employer applies for it and they pay their employees. So rather than getting um, unemployment benefits through the government, this is done through the employer. And the idea is that this will keep people in employment. So once the virus subsides, they will return to employment. And I know a number of people that that's actually happened for so it's been really helpful however the problem with this scheme is that the employee is entirely at the mercy of the employer and the employer needs to apply for JobKeeper to provide this to the employee now the employer is well within their rights to let someone go rather than do that and there have been cases where that has happened and employees employers sorry have picked and chosen which staff they'll keep and which staff they'll let go and there's been a number of reports of cases where that's happened Uh, the article by um, Samantha Madden actually talks about a case where an employer contacted an employee and said I'll apply for JobKeeper on your behalf but I want to cut of the 1500 basically said that I'll pay you the 1500 but you have to give 600 back to me I want a share of it and the employee refused and said that that's actually fraud and didn't want to participate in that so the employee was let go and strangely enough that she's now better off on the dole rather than giving her dodgy employer $600 of her payment and this is not the only case of that I've read numerous cases where employers have taken advantage let staff go and it's just been a really troubling time with everything going on that people are taking advantage of the situation on top of everything else. In my research around pandemics and how psychopaths might react, I found an interesting paper from Dr. Balgov Pavel, I hope I've pronounced that right, from Whitman College, which was published back on the 28th of March 2020. And it was just a working paper uh, with the title uh, Adaptive and Dark Personality Traits in the COVID-19 Pandemic, Predicting Health Behaviour Endorsement and the Appeal of Public Health Messages. And what he did is he did an online survey of 502 people looking at the health messages that promote uh, social distancing to protect oneself and the vulnerable. And it was a very interesting piece of research as, you know, obviously it's early days in terms of research when it comes to the COVID pandemic, but I think it captured quite a few points that I've already highlighted as part of this podcast. So the study was conducted in the US and it was a self-report survey. It was a cross-sectional survey and the majority of the people that responded were in either California or New York. So 19% of those people that responded were in those two areas, which were areas where the pandemic was quite extensive in the US, especially in New York. And the paper looked at, you know, what traits predict the intent for social distancing and hygiene and the endorsement of behaviour that risks the health of others and how public health messages are phrased to help people comply. Now, their findings were that people who registered high on the psychopathic scale actually predicted lower intent to social distance and use hygiene. There was also a a point made that often some people would actually pretend that they had COVID to almost put fear in people that they were worried about catching it from this person. They would participate in deliberate behaviour that put others at risk of infection. And they also found that the altruistic messages and appeals backfired because messages that said, you know, help protect the vulnerable, those on the psychopathic scale to some degree 
weren't interested in protecting the vulnerable. In fact, they probably gained some level of pleasure from putting people at risk. That said, the the research does finish with a caution, and I did want to highlight this, and that this doesn't actually suggest that people who who get COVID or spread it to someone else are irresponsible or inconsiderate people. That this does actually happen. It's not just something psychopaths are out there doing and it's not a criticism of people who have either the virus or who have inadvertently spread the virus to other people because it is quite contagious. I think what it does do is it really highlights the issue of messages that focus on helping others during this um, difficult time because that's not something that will appeal to everybody and certainly will not appeal to a psychopath. And as I talked about earlier in the workplace how a psychopath as a leader can put others at risk and I think this research highlights some of that issue in that one of the main ways to limit the spread of the virus is to care about oneself and others and from a psychopathic perspective that's not something people on that scale would be interested in doing in fact they would most likely get a kick out of spreading it to other people. Just a reminder that any articles I've talked about and continue to talk about in my podcast, I always put the links down in the description if anyone does want to read the full articles that I talk about, as I like to be quite transparent. I just want to read a quote from another article that I found in The Australian by Nikki Jemmel, and she says that if the coronavirus were a person, it would be that narcissistic psychopath who's brilliant, beautiful and terrifying, highly intelligent, duplicitous, stubborn, adept at wrong-footing us. Its ally, certain governments afraid of telling their people momentous truths, and so it slips across borders and boundaries before we realise the enormity of its presence, and it seems like it will spread everywhere, but those places most remote. But it's king of us all now, and we must now bow to it. Hibernate, disinfect, withdraw, live in wariness and readiness of it and each other. I hope everyone is staying safe. I really do. I feel for those out there who do work under a psychopath and who have been manipulated during this difficult time, who have lost their jobs, who have been made to work in dangerous situations without precautions. And I know in Australia, we are coming out the other end. Um, Like I said, I live in Tasmania and we have no cases and haven't for a couple of months now. And we are really lucky that we live on an island. Be kind to each other, take care of each other, take care of yourself and I hope that everyone stays safe and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. I've been Fiona Gherkin, the Principal Consultant of Little Thinkers Consulting. Thanks for listening to Leadership Shenanigans. For all my social media, you can click on the links in the description of this podcast. If you have any questions or comments or wish to recommend a topic, send me an email or comment on this podcast. Don't forget to check out www.littlethingsconsulting.com.au. I look forward to having you join me next time.